For the next 15 seconds, picture yourself in a small town. Historic buildings with galleries, restaurants, micro distilleries, forested ridgelines on the horizon, wide alpine meadows, evergreen forests threaded with trails, friendly locals eager to guide you. And if you're not quite ready to leave this fantasy, chances are you're our kind. And you should check out visitparkcity.com right away. Park City, Utah, for the mountain kind. Good morning. Out of the woods, encouraging news overnight in that battle to save California's giant sequoias from a raging wildfire. We're live on the front lines where hundreds of firefighters are working around the clock to protect a piece of American history. The heat is on, soaring temperatures moving east with nearly 30 million people waking up to dangerous conditions and even more on alert for severe storms. Al's tracking it all. Focus on extremists. At the latest hearing today, the January 6th committee shining a light on who was in the crowd that day and whether President Trump's words set them into action. We're live with the latest from Capitol Hill. Summer surge, a new strain of COVID being called the most contagious one yet, driving a spike in cases across nearly half the country, closing summer camps and catching a lot of people by surprise. It was a wake-up call, right? It's, it's still around and it's still disruptive. What's being done to slow the spread? And could some areas be told to mask up all over again? All that plus setting sail with vacation prices at an all-time high. The one place American families can still get a great deal. I have never seen cruise prices like this. And speaking of deals, it is prime time. We're going to bring you the deepest discounts and best sales from Amazon Prime Day. And out of this world, the groundbreaking picture of our universe taken by the most powerful telescope ever made. It's causing quite a buzz here on Earth. You're seeing just a small little portion of the universe. And giving scientists and space geeks the best look ever at galaxies far, far away. Today, Tuesday, July 12th, 2022. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Oda Cuffey. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Good morning. Great to see you on a, what is today, Tuesday? Tuesday, Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning. That image is so surprising. It does it actually doesn't even look real. The more you look at it, you're it, like, what is that? Absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. And just a little slice of our universe today gives you instant perspective, doesn't it? It sure does. We are going to start this morning with some good news in the battle to save hundreds of iconic giant sequoia trees in California's Yosemite National Park. That raging wildfire now about 25% contained. That's way up from yesterday at this time, because at this time yesterday, it was 0% yeah, contained. Yeah, good progress to report there. Here's one image that's taken from above the fire. Uh, it shows the size and scope, and then there on the ground below, sprinklers working to preserve those trees. Big question this morning, will the weather cooperate with firefighters who are battling that blaze? Yeah, we've got it all covered, including Al's forecast. It's showing some severe weather threats across parts of the United States. But let us start with NBC national correspondent Miguel Almaguer. He's on the front lines in Yosemite. Good morning, Miguel. 
Hi guys, good morning. The southern entrance here at Yosemite National Park remains shut down. Park officials are actually asking that we stay in this area at this hour because just down the road from here, the fire is actively burning and trees are falling into the roadway. Now, the good news, though, Sequoia Giants, for the most part, have been undamaged. None of them have been destroyed. And as you mentioned, this fire is now about a quarter contained. Firefighters doing all they can to protect these majestic beauties. This morning, a race to save one of Earth's natural treasures. Extreme heat and low humidity fueling the Washburn Fire in Yosemite National Park, home to hundreds of iconic towering sequoia trees. When you see fire conditions like this, what's the biggest threat here? Uh, we're just trying to keep the fire from climbing the trees. More than 500 firefighters trying to protect these giants, clearing bone-dry vegetation and running sprinklers to keep flames at bay. The firefight here is literally going treetop to treetop. This crew is trying to put out hot spots before it jumps to the other side of the fire break. Fire's edge is active. The fire's outer rim forcing the closure of Yosemite's popular south entrance and the evacuation of some 1,600 people from nearby homes and hotels. The famed Mariposa Grove is a top tourist spot for its sequoias, some of the tallest and oldest trees on the planet. The iconic grizzly giant first began sprouting a thousand years BC. Sequoias here can easily stand up to 200 feet tall, higher than Italy's leaning Tower of Pisa. These trees long celebrated as natural wonders. During the Civil War, President Abraham Lincoln first signed landmark legislation to protect them. Presidents Taft and Roosevelt posing in front of their massive trunks. Although sequoias have adapted to survive flames, they're no match for modern wildfires, driven by climate change and extreme drought. 20% of giant sequoias have been lost in the last two years alone. We've lost more giant sequoia trees in the past, I think it's 15 years, than in uh, in history. Now firefighters doing all they can to save centuries of trees from this growing inferno. So Miguel, it's nice to see that firefighters are making progress, but they do still have concerns. What's their biggest concern this morning? Well, Hoda, the piece of good news out here is they've been doing prescribed burns in this general area for years to exactly do this, protect those giant sequoias from fires that are part of nature out here. But they've also have a bark beetle infestation, which has killed millions of trees across northern and southern California. That is fueling the fire. So those two items are keeping firefighters on their toes here. They are making progress, but there remains some threat here in Yosemite Valley. Hoda, back to you. All right, Miguel Almaguer for us there. Miguel, thank you. Well, weather's going to be the big mm -hmm. X factor out there. Al, uh, we turn to you. What are we looking at? Well, take a look. This is the plume, the smoke forecast from the Washburn fire. This thing extends like 200 miles. And the big problem is the humidity levels. It's bone dry, 15 to 25 percent. The winds, not bad, 5 to 15 miles per hour, but hot, dry conditions through this week. So heavy smoke and poor air quality in that region. Plus the heat, 36 million of us stretching from the northwest 
Midwest all the way into Texas and parts of the lower Mississippi River Valley for heat advisories and heat warnings. Today, triple-digit temperatures, air temperatures, Dallas, Memphis, uh, we're looking at Houston. But the heat index is triple digits there all the way to uh, Raleigh-Durham, 98. It's going to feel like 103 in Jacksonville. Here in the Northeast, New York City, going to feel like 94 degrees. That'll last one more day. Out west, again, triple digits for Vegas, Salt Lake City, down in Del Rio, Texas, and Dallas again. And that warmth will continue right on into the weekend for Chicago, Cincinnati, Boston, down into Charlotte. Plus, we have a risk of severe weather from Presque Isle all the way down to Charleston. We're talking 33 million people at risk for wind gusts, isolated hail, and we could see a tornado or two, guys. All right. Busy day. We'll check back in just a few, Al. Thank you. Now to the January 6th committee reconvening for one of its final times. Today, it will focus uh, the shift on the role extremist groups played in the violence at the Capitol. And one big question hangs over today's proceedings. NBC's Chief White House Correspondent Kristen Welker is here with what we can expect. Hey, Kristen, good morning. Hi, Hoda. Good morning to you. It could be another explosive day of testimony. The January 6th committee says today's hearing will show direct links between Trump allies and the extremist groups who stormed the Capitol and looming over all of it. The latest twists and turns about whether former Trump advisor Steve Bannon will testify before the committee. In just hours, the committee's seventh hearing will put the spotlight on members of extremist groups who stormed the Capitol, aiming to show their ties to Trump world and link the former president's words and their actions. A source familiar with the process telling NBC News, Stephen Ayers, seen here on the day of the attack, is expected to testify. Last month, Ayers pleaded guilty to disorderly conduct. He also admitted he reposted Mr. Trump's December 19th tweet, encouraging supporters to go to the Capitol on the 6th, saying it will be wild. No comment from Ayers' lawyer. Another major focus? Taped testimony from former White House counsel Pat Cipollone, who answered questions from more than eight hours last week. Committee member Jamie Raskin telling NBC's Ali Vitale. White House counsel Pat Cipollone has corroborated um, almost everything that we had learned from the prior hearings. Um, and he had clearly tried to talk President Trump down from his efforts to uh, override the election. Cipollone speaking to the committee after bombshell testimony by former White House aide Cassidy Hutchinson. Mr. Cipollone said something to the effect of, please make sure we don't go up to the Capitol, Cassidy. Keep in touch with me. We're going to get charged with every crime imaginable if we make that movement happen. Meanwhile, in a stunning reversal, former Trump advisor Steve Bannon now saying he is willing to testify publicly before the January 6th committee after spending months refusing to cooperate. On Monday, a judge ruled Bannon's new willingness to testify will not delay his trial next week for contempt of Congress. Charges brought because Bannon stonewalled the committee's repeated requests. Federal prosecutors calling it a last-ditch attempt to avoid accountability. The committee's main focus, Bannon's role in the run-up to the 6th and these fiery comments the day before the attack. All hell is going to break loose tomorrow. 
Now, a lawyer for Bannon said he is now willing to testify because former President Trump initially invoked executive privilege, but has now waived it, though Mr. Trump's former lawyer insisted Mr. Trump never invoked the privilege for Bannon. And the committee argues the bottom line, the privilege argument just does not apply, Hoda and Savannah. So speaking of bottom lines, do you think that Bannon will actually testify before this committee? I think it is really unlikely. I've been talking to sources inside the committee and who are close to Steve Bannon, and it just doesn't seem very likely. Look, he's been mocking this committee for months, so he's a real wild card. Add to that, you have a lot of skepticism that he's just making this offer so that he's treated better at his trial next week. But look, those who are close to Bannon say this is a serious offer. At the same time, I just wouldn't hold my breath that this is going to happen. Yeah, it might be too much of a loose cannon for the, for the committee to have him come in and testify. Live. A separate story in Washington, but always looming politics and the president's <laughs> poll numbers really dismal. These numbers, Savannah, are setting off alarm bells mm -hmm. for Democrats. This is new polling from the New York Times Siena College. It shows 64% of Democratic voters prefer a different candidate in 2024. Mm -hmm. And perhaps the most concerning thing for Democrats, age is the biggest issue. At 79, President Biden is actually older than former President Ronald Reagan was in his second term. And if you talk to White House officials, they say, this is an intractable problem. We can't pass legislation to make this go away. Way. But they point to a couple of other things. One, they say, look, take a look at history. Former President Bill Clinton had similar poll numbers back in 1992. He was reelected. Where handily. Democrats wanted a different Two candidate. Two thirds of Democrats at the time. So they wanted a different candidate. Exactly, Savannah. And they also point to this other figure the fact that President Biden beats former President Trump in a hypothetical matchup by three points. And new polling also shows that nearly half of Republican primary voters want to different person than former President well, Trump. That matchup is quite elderly as well. Yes, I know. <laughs> They're both I think, going to be in the there late 70s. You go. 80s. There you go. I know a lot of voters saying they want to see something new. All right, Kristen, thank you. And be sure to tune into NBC and NBC News Now today at 1 o'clock Eastern, live coverage of the January 6th committee hearing. And we move on now to Tokyo. Crowds line the streets there in tribute to former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe today, whose funeral took place overnight. Today's senior international correspondent, Keir Simmons, is live with an emotional farewell. Care, good morning. Savannah, good morning to you. Deeply moving scenes in Tokyo as huge crowds lined the streets to say a last goodbye to their fallen prime minister. Shinzo Abe's funeral was a private affair, but today the people of Japan turned out in tens of thousands, many still stunned by his assassination last week. The 67-year-old's body was driven by hearse past many of the landmarks from his extraordinary political career, including the parliament, where he first entered as a lawmaker in 1993. He would go on to be Japan's longest-serving post-war prime minister, resolute in his closeness to each American president. He was at times controversial, but enormously influential. And today, the people he served bowed their heads in silence, some crying, others saying simply thank you, as the cortege, headed by Shinzo Abe's wife, weaved its way to the funeral, then the crematorium. Savannah, President Biden has called his killing a tragedy for Japan. The Japanese people today determined he should be remembered for what he did during his life, Savannah. It's just so shocking. And, and as for the investigation, Keir, any developments there? It really is uh, shocking, Savannah. This is a mystery. His 41-year-old alleged killer made his own gun. As, as you know, firearms are very rare in Japan. He's reported to have held a grudge against Shinzo Abe because of Abe's grandfather's involvement 
in a church movement. The alleged shooter's mother was a church member, reports say. Abe's grandfather, Savannah, was himself targeted for assassination, stabbed six times when he was prime minister, but survived. It's just incredibly difficult to understand, Savannah. Yeah, a lot to unravel there. Kira, thank you very much. Let's move now to the battle against COVID. It is ramping up once again. This morning, doctors are warning of a new Omicron strain, and they're saying it is the most contagious one yet. It is driving a summer surge that's disrupting a lot of plans. NBC's Emily Aketa is here to break it down. Hey, Emily, good morning. Good morning to you, Hoda. This latest variant is proving to be a bit of an escape artist with the ability to sidestep antibodies from vaccinations and previous infections. It comes as the U.S. continues to beef up its defenses against the virus, announcing plans this week to buy more than 3 million doses of what will be a fourth coronavirus vaccine if approved. This morning, frustrations are mounting nationwide with a summer surprise as COVID cases, hospitalizations and deaths all tick up again, thwarting summer plans for the third year in a row. Even though we might be done with the virus, the virus is not done with us. A COVID surge has struck in the summer before with Delta last year. But now as temperatures rise and Americans are armed with effective vaccines and better treatments, many expected the turn of the seasons to usher in more normalcy. Summer travel soaring to pre-pandemic levels. It's summer and everybody wants to get out. But infections are climbing in nearly half of the U.S. Now with the summer surge, the Biden administration is considering expanding eligibility for the second COVID booster to adults under 50. That's according to The New York Times, citing people familiar with the situation. Rising cases temporarily shuttering summer camps. I was just really upset when I learned because I mean, I wait for every year. Chris Pilgrim's son heard his summer getaway was axed on the drive there. It was a wake-up call, right? It's, it's still around and it's still disruptive. Experts say the most contagious variant yet, BA5, is behind the surprising surge, more than 100,000 daily infections. And what's driving this uptick in numbers? It's a trifecta of events. Number one, it's more contagious. Number two, it can escape the immune systems that we have built up from the vaccines and from prior infections to a certain extent. And then number three, mandates are being dropped around the country. But the actual size of the sixth wave is unclear. Some experts estimate the spread may be three times greater than official reports suggest, mostly because people test themselves at home and never end up reporting it. The latest surge prompting New York City to bring back a mask advisory. Across the country, Los Angeles County is considering mandating one, a move being met with mixed reaction from a pandemic-weary nation. The masks are annoying. I always thought they took the masks off too soon. Still, this variant doesn't appear to cause more severe illness, and the U.S. is averaging a fraction of daily deaths compared to last winter, as the fight against COVID still persists. Emily, I know that scientists are working on another booster, but the thing about this virus is it keeps mutating. So will this booster even be effective? Yeah, I think this is the question on everyone's minds right now. There is still a gamble in this because scientists are having to deal with this moving target. But I think overall health experts are optimistic about where this uh, updated and directed booster is going. We know that the FDA recently directed Pfizer and Moderna to update their boosters to target the latest and most contagious strains of Omicron. 
Omicron, and many people believe that uh, the future mutations of this virus will be related to the Omicron family. So I think this booster will still cover a lot of bases. And we're better off. We do have therapeutics. It's yes. monoclonal antibodies. So, yes. and, uh, and they think it's a less virulent strain than the original. Yeah. A changing COVID. fight. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Emily. Thanks, Emily. Thank you. One more thing to get to this half hour. One of Manhattan's most popular attractions, and no, we're not talking about the Statue of Liberty or even the Empire State Building. It's called Manhattan Henge. Have you heard of it? Yeah. Twice a year. The setting sun lines up perfectly with the Manhattan street grid, and it generates some stunning images. And gosh, a lot of traffic, go figure. Residents and tourists alike pour onto the streets to catch just that oh. glimpse. Lots of photos. Check your Instagram. It happens two days in May, and again, for two days in July. Last night was the first of the July dates, and it could be cloudy tonight, so maybe that's it. That's your, that's your that look it? at Manhattan Henge. How cool is for the that? Year. I know, it's neat. That but, just, uh, that's what we get into here in New York yeah. City, just a little sliver, sliver. of sunset. That's all you need. Don't you love that, Al? Just a little bit. Yeah, tonight is going to be a little on the cloudy yeah. side, so whatever you got to see last night, hope you enjoyed it. For today, we've got some gully washers in the southwest, going to be watching some of that moisture out along the west coast where they could use the rain. Not going to be really getting that. Some showers around the upper Great Lakes. Stormy late in the afternoon down through the Gulf and severe storms moving into the Northeast, Mid-Atlantic and New England as we get into the afternoon and evening hours. And that's your latest weather, guys. All right, Thanks. Mr. Roker, thank you. Coming up, parents fed up after the latest shooting scare sending kids and coaches running during a Little League baseball game. The growing outrage and calls for action. And then later, uh, we're going to switch gears. Sam Brock will tell us why now could be the best time to set sail. Yes, Hoda, you know what? The cruise industry right now is just getting its sea legs back. And this going on as we're seeing such expensive prices for airfare and for hotels. We're going to show you what $60 or $70 will get you, maybe even $50 a night, and how companies are pulling this off without going broke. He said sea legs. I think that's a hint that he is wearing shorts today. Oh, Yesterday oh, was wow. pants. We're going to investigate the situation. Don't <laughs> show us that yet. That sound right. But first, this no, is I... today on NBC. Harry Sanders is his mentor. He always wears shorts. Yikes. For the next 15 seconds, picture yourself in a small town. Historic buildings with galleries, restaurants, micro distilleries forested ridgelines on the horizon, wide alpine meadows, evergreen forests threaded with trails, friendly locals eager to guide you. And if you're not quite ready to leave this fantasy, chances are you're our kind. And you should check out visitparkcity.com right away. Park City, Utah, for the mountain kind. Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where one travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com/music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it, book it, live it. One Travel.
We're back, 7.30. It's a Tuesday morning. That, of course, Olympic icon Simone Biles, one of the most recognizable American athletes, or so we thought. Okay, <laughs> wait until you hear what happened on a flight. She was taking a flight home. It was right after she received the Presidential Medal of Freedom. <laughs> it's worth waiting for. It's a head and pop start. I think you'll get a good chuckle out of it, which I, I think she probably Oh, to just preview yeah. to us. We can't believe it. It's definitely it's worth the wait. It's yeah. worth the wait. It hey, Tom, good morning. Good, Tom, yeah, good morning to you guys. Good morning. Nice to have you along. Let's get to our headline. 7.30 Tuesday morning. The Biden administration is telling hospitals this week they must provide abortion services if the life of the mother is at risk. The Department of Health and Human Services says federal law on emergency treatment outweighs state laws even in places that ban abortions now. HHS says it is up to physicians to determine what qualifies as a life-threatening emergency. To Southern California now, at least two people were killed, several others hurt. During a crime wave at several 7-Eleven stores in the region, the string of robberies started early yesterday morning, and by the end of the night, the count was up to six stores. This morning, police are still searching for a suspect who they believe is responsible for at least three of those shootings. SpaceX suffered an apparent setback yesterday after a booster rocket for its Starship spacecraft burst into flames during testing. Yeah, that explosion engulfed the base of the rocket in a ball of flames and heavy smoke. Luckily, no one was injured, but it could complicate Elon Musk's goal of launching Starship to orbit this year. Maybe not his week. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the new outrage. It's coming from parents after a frightening scene at a Little League game happened in North Carolina. Gunfire. Gunfire sent kids, coaches, and fans scrambling for cover. The whole terrifying ordeal caught on video. NBC's Morgan Chesky spoke with some of the folks who were there. Morgan, good morning. Yes, Savannah, good morning. And this was supposed to be just a fun baseball game for seven and eight year olds that turned into an absolute nightmare when someone opened fire, forcing these players and their coaches to take cover right on their own baseball field. Today, that gunman still on the loose. But now this latest shooting only fueling calls for change and justice nationwide. This morning, growing outrage for parents across the country over gun violence from Uvalde, Texas, where controversy is growing over video of those key moments during the school shooting to the White House, where a parent confronted President Biden. Parents confronting the violence that now seems to be a part of American life, even during America's pastime. This weekend, gunfire at a Little League baseball game in Wilson, North Carolina. Players and coaches caught on camera hitting the dirt. Coaches seen shielding the kids with their own bodies. Police confirmed three shots were fired, but no arrests so far. I, I still at this point don't know how to explain that to my children. Why somebody would act this way, why people would act this way, why there would be these continuous acts. These frightening moments reminiscent of a similar scene back in April in South Carolina, where dozens of gunshots sent players and parents scrambling. In this latest incident, the community still searching for an explanation, though thankfully no children were injured. While in Uvalde, Texas, parents are also demanding answers on the police response and the release of surveillance video from inside the school during the devastating attack that left 19 children and two teachers dead. NBC News has not viewed that video, but according to the Austin American Statesman, the recording shows the shooter walking uninterrupted through the hallway and holding police back with gunfire. Later, according to the paper, 
footage shows officers masked in the hallway, increasingly armed with shields and high-powered weapons, but not entering the classrooms until they finally take the gunman down at the end of the 77-minute sequence. Parents, the Uvalde mayor, and some local representatives pushing for the video's release, while the district attorney has resisted. It's part of Uvalde parents' long push for accountability in the seven weeks since the massacre. In the wake of Uvalde and other mass shootings, Congress did pass a gun control law with some new restrictions on gun purchases. Yesterday at the White House event to mark the bill, parental anger again boiling over. Sit down, you'll hear what I have to say. The father of a Parkland shooting victim interrupting the president to call for more action, later saying the larger issues of gun violence in America cannot be ignored. And this morning, regarding that video in Uvalde, we have reached out to the Uvalde Police Department, but so far have not heard back. Savannah? Can we go, Morgan, back to that Little League shooting? Have police said anything about the motive there, whether it was targeted? Yeah, this is interesting. They say this incident is still under investigation, but it doesn't appear to be a targeted attack. That said, when I spoke to the coaches and the parents who were at that game, they described the scene as bullets whizzing by the players' heads. They said it was far too close to imagine this was anything but a targeted attack. Not only that, Savannah, several of the coaches on the team have concealed carry licenses, and they said that going forward, if legal, they plan on using them in carrying weapons when they coach baseball games. Oh, boy, Savannah? all right, seven- and eight-year-olds, too. Morgan, thank you very much. All right, coming up next, we're going to take a turn, and we're talking about an affordable family vacation. You heard me right, affordable. How cruise companies are going all out with these unreal deals. They're trying to lure people back. And later, a mind-bending look at the vastness of space like nothing we have seen before. Why this photo has NASA and Hoda Kotb geeking out this morning <laughs> after these messages. For the next 15 seconds, picture yourself in a small town. Historic buildings with galleries, restaurants, micro distilleries, forested ridgelines on the horizon, wide alpine meadows, evergreen forests threaded with trails, friendly locals eager to guide you. And if you're not quite ready to leave this fantasy, chances are you're our kind. And you should check out visitparkcity.com right away. Park City, Utah. For the mountain kind. Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where One Travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com/music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it, book it, live it. One travel. Back now at 740 with today's Consumer Confidential. Summer vacations are back in a big way, but plane tickets are high, gas prices are expensive, so getting away can cost a lot. Yeah, if you're seeking a deal, you may want to look to the sea. NBC Sam Brock is live to explain. Sam, good morning, or should I say ahoy? <laughs> I knew you were going to throw some sort of line like that out there, Tom. Good morning, Coda Savannah. Good morning. Oh, See what I did yeah. there? Thank you very much. Chemistry. Right on the fly. Look, the reality is if you've been out in recent months, you know 
how scary it is at the moment. Airfares are up, hotels are up, everything is on the rise right now, seemingly, except for one major arm of the travel industry, cruise lines, which are slashing prices by the boatload, making a play right now for your family's vacation dollars, in some cases, guys, for less than a budget hotel night. The summer travel surge is hitting Americans where it hurts most, their wallets. The average round-trip plane ticket today, $330. That soars up to $810 for international flights. Hotel rooms are running an average of $153 a night. And if you're contemplating a summer road trip, be prepared to pay $466 a gallon. But there's good news on the horizon for families looking for affordable vacations. You'll just have to hit the high seas to get it. Cruises are now offering some of the cheapest getaways. In the past, there'd be one cruise for $30 a day, one for $40 a day. Right now, there's, you know, hundreds of them that are under $50, $60. In fact, there are nearly 2,000 cruises right now that cost under $100 a day through the end of the year and 50 plus sailings under 50 bucks a day, taxes and fees included. I have never seen cruise prices like this. It is an epoch-defining change. Some sample itineraries. A five-day carnival cruise from Tampa to the Caribbean for $56 a day. A five-day Royal Caribbean cruise from Galveston to Costa Maya and Cozumel for $60 a day. Or a week-long celebrity cruise from Fort Lauderdale to Key West, Belize, Mexico, and the Bahamas for $84 a day. Californian Edward O'Donnell goes on a retreat in Solvang every year, but given the gas prices in the state right now, it's cheaper to go on a cruise, so I did it. His four-day carnival cruise to Catalina and Ensenada cost $139, plus taxes and fees. He says he saved a minimum of $350. If I had used other services on the ship, it would have been higher, but I... I didn't go to the specialty restaurants. I don't drink anymore. But will these deep discounts be enough to lure regular cruisers back to the open seas? Travel expert yeah, Mark Elwood so says the industry is still combating a big COVID image problem dating back to the early days of the pandemic. There were lots of problems about the way they operated the ships. They have changed those. The air circulation on board has been improved. The protocols have been improved. Helping ease concerns, many companies require COVID vaccines for adults and most kids, and the experience is centered on being outside, likely on a pool deck. The cruise business was dead, essentially. Now, every month is a new high point. All right, Sam, we love that story. I think a lot of people are Googling cruise discounts right now. So, so what's the secret to scoring a great deal? Maybe the most important tip that I can pass along, Tom, is to work with a travel agent. I know some people maybe historically don't do that. They do generally charge a commission, but it is worth your while in that respect because they have special deals that only they have access to for group rates. Also, look out for taxes and fees. A lot of times those are not advertised on the rates on the websites and then track prices after booking because especially in this environment right now, a cruise company is more than likely to give you the better rate if you find one after you've booked and then moving forward, you'll save bucks that way as well.
Come All right, back Sam, great tips for us. We appreciate that. I see cruising in the future for some reason. I, I don't do know. Too. I see it. Something big. It's Something happening. Something I don't know. I think we should all go on a cruise. Live from the Lido deck. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm imagining Craig and Al, like Titanic style, yes. you know, at the edge of the bow. Not going down. Yeah, I was going to say, that didn't end well. No, I know. No, but remember that beautiful shot? With yes, I do. But Jack? not so much for Jack. Well, okay, oh, just the good part. Okay. The romance, the lovely part. My heart will go on. Yeah. No? Okay. All right. Sorry. What do we have? We're going down with the show. Don't forget right this. Now. We have a lot to talk about. Oh, coming yeah. up tomorrow oh. today. Yeah. Gosh, even if you're not planning a vacation, we are going to save you some money. We're going to round up the top summer grills. Hot prices, a gas grill under 200 bucks, a portable grill to take with you anywhere, perhaps on your cruise, even mm -hmm. a cool gadget. It'll turn your grill into a pizza oven, plus the pro's secret weapon. Love that. A cooking thermometer that makes all the difference. Also tomorrow, Craig grills one of the most sought after ever uh, filmmakers in Hollywood about the mysterious new movie. He sat down with Oscar winner Jordan Peele to talk about his film, Nope. This thing has been shrouded in secrecy. People can't see it, but he's going to get to the bottom of it. That's all coming up tomorrow on today. It's going to be good. Let's know. check in with Al now. Checking the forecast. Hey. Okay. Hey, guys. Well, you know, the NOAA released its $20 billion disaster so far this year. We've had nine events, a couple of tornadoes, a derecho, severe weather through the plains of the western drought and the plains drought so far this year. This is the disaster count is the fifth highest on record to this date, and in the last two years, 20 plus billion dollar events in both 2021, 2022. That's the most on record. We are watching an area right now down through the Gulf with a 30% chance of developing from Galveston, New Orleans on into the panhandle of Florida. Slow development possible. Whether it becomes a system or not, it is going to dump a ton of rain down through the Gulf. Locally, anywhere from three to five inches could be some flash flooding for today. Severe storms later here in the Northeast and some gully washers in the Southwest. And that's your latest weather guys all right Al, thank you coming up next in today's can't miss a photo billions of years in the making tom costello on the picture that has nasa buzzing hi tom 4.6 billion light years ago and captain kirk must be out there somewhere we're looking <laughs> at what our universe looked like 4.6 billion light years ago where no one has gone before when we come back Mm. We're back with today's Can't Miss, and we are getting a stunning brand new view, very first time on just how big our universe is. So NASA, NASA is unveiling the first full color image from the James Webb Space Telescope. It's the most powerful, the largest telescope, the most expensive wow. telescope uh, ever launched into yeah, space. They call it the Gucci telescope. NBC's Tom <laughs> Costello joins us now with this exciting event. This is years in the making, and by years we mean like billions of years, right, yeah. Tom? Yeah, that's right. Space geeks, you have an excuse to geek out this morning. These are the, the highest, deepest resolution, infrared resolution images ever of our universe. So take a look what we're talking about here. Last night, NASA and the White House unveiling the first cosmic image. It, it shows a kaleidoscope of galaxies as they appeared. 4.6 billion years ago, light years ago. Now we're looking at images now, and that astronomer Neil deGrasse Tyson says, if you look at the spiked objects, uh, those are 
local stars. Everything else out there is a galaxy, thousands of them. Many actually distort into arcs. And NASA this morning releasing even more images on a live video stream one by one. They're going to show, and they are showing a full color spectrum of an exoplanet, the life cycle of stars, how galaxies interact. Uh, and as we mentioned, the Webb telescope uses infrared eyes to pull these faint and very distant objects like stars and galaxies into sharp focus. The question is, will it discover signs of life out there? We'll take a look and look for all of it over the coming hours. Guys, back to you. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy. Cool. Yeah. That's really cool, Tom. All right, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to run the risk of having yeah. my Jessica Simpson chicken of the sea moment here. Yeah. Uh, 4.6 billion years ago. Five seconds. That's yeah. what it looked like. Does it look like that right now? We don't know. We won't know for another. Yeah. We'll know in 4.6 billion years. Billion years. We're back Done. after this. Thank you. Let's explain it in four seconds. For the next 15 seconds, picture yourself in a small town. Historic buildings with galleries, restaurants, micro distilleries, forested ridgelines on the horizon, wide alpine meadows, evergreen forests threaded with trails, friendly locals eager to guide you. And if you're not quite ready to leave this fantasy, chances are you're our kind. And you should check out visitparkcity.com right away. Park City, Utah, for the mountain kind.